When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations, like getting complaints because someone on the team always smells horrible. You better talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Bambi's U.S.-based personnel are dedicated to your business, giving you access to the HR expertise and personal touch you need. HR managers can easily cost $80,000 per year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Visit Bambi.com slash C-Suite right now. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash C-Suite. Bambi.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to the Family Brain with your host, Megan Gibson. The well-being of one person in a family affects the whole family system. This is a supportive community to share research, resources, stories, tips, and life hacks to keep the family brain healthy. Thanks for listening to the Family Brain. Today I'll be talking with Octavius Bishop. Octavius Bishop wears a number of hats. He and a helmet. He played for the NFL and he played for the Atlanta Falcons and the Oakland Raiders. He is not only an athlete, but he also is a professor now of psychology. He is a pastor. He is a husband. He is a father. And I just love all the things he shares about his own journey and the role of sports in family life and, and in the life of a community. I love the way he pulls back from just individual family and talks about um, community and and the bigger world. So here is Octavius Bishop. Um, I wanted to just see if you could talk about just how you got involved in the work you're in now. I know you've had sort of like lots of twists and turns in your journey, but how did you, I mean, it seems like to me your overarching um, descriptor is like, you're a helper. Is it, would you say that's right? Like, it just seems like you want to help out wherever. That's, that, that's absolutely true. I, you know, I'm, you know, I don't, I haven't limited myself or, or boxed myself in. It's one of the reasons why as an athlete, I chose, uh, after my career, not, not to become a coach. I, I really felt I had some limbs, um, to really help related to personal development. So I, I took the journey of, um, really, trying to develop myself um, and, and really deal with, with some of the things that I, that I dealt with uh, as a young man growing up. And, and that's really how it's cultivated and evolved, uh, really from a, a, past of, a past of hurt, uh, abuse, um, a, a lot of uh, rejection, uh, and growing up in some really difficult environments, uh, neighborhoods, and, and even in you know, some family uh, dysfunction. So that's really how it's kind of culminated. It's really come from um, my own inner hurt and my own inner pain has really evolved into something um, that hopefully uh, will, will inspire and hopefully uh, I, I, I was, I've was been able to use my game's education to um, help other people. That's awesome. But I just, from what I do know about you, I'll be honest, I don't know that much about your, I mean, I've read about your sports history. Were you always an athlete or 
did that come later in life or was that an early thing that just clicked with you? So, so this, that, that's a very good question because what I, when people, a lot of people they want to, they, you know, you can get boxed in. Athletes really get boxed in. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that, that's really important to understand to kind of preface this, this discussion is that athletes are both revered and resented in the same sentence, right? So, uh, but the, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, a lot of athletes who come from my background, we play sports of, um, how do I say, it? It's, it's, there's sports that are available to us. Yeah. And then somebody noticed it in you, or you just decided, like, hey, this is where I shine? Did... Actually, you know, it, it, it wasn't like that at all. I, um, I didn't really play high school football. I was on the high school football team, but I, but I really didn't play true, true organized football. I get, or get really good coaching into the 10th grade of high school, to be honest with you. So um, that's where uh, things evolved for me, and I went to end up moving into a place uh, in Houston. Spring area and went to um, what Spring Westfall High School, where the, the high school coach was Emory Ballard. Emory Ballard, uh, for those who don't know, invented the offensive formation wishbone. So here, here's a kid from the projects who grew up in some uh, very humble beginnings, uh, was placed with, and was given a little favor by, by the good Lord to, to be placed in a place where th- there was someone who, who was able to help me shape. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I love about what I have read about you and just what we've talked about is this idea of people outside of your family that can help shape you. And I know you're giving that back to other people, but so like this is the family brain and I talk about how families, you know, affect each other and they do for better, or for worse. But then there's also these special people who can touch your life and, and take it on a totally different trajectory who aren't your family, you know, but they sort of become your family. Can you talk a little bit about that, how that sort of started changing you, these connections with people outside of your family? Megan, that's another outstanding question because that, that is essentially um, really what I'm hoping to, uh, and hoping and I'm evolving to become a person of unity. And when I think about unity and I think about, um, uh, you know, putting pieces together, uh, related to unity is really about all, everybody within the within the within your circle, your your family, and particularly those people outside of it. And and I call it um, you know a family beyond your bloodlines, right? It's 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 people who have invested in me. Um, I'm, I'm only a culmination of those who have, who have, who have invested in me, and I'm only uh, as good as the as the other men and women and other people who have been able to support and become advocates for me. Um, with the things that I, I, I suffered through um, as, as a young person. So, yeah, my, my coaches, my 
even even just the just the local the, the, the local um uh, guy on the corner that I would stand with every day at the bus stop, uh, who, who would speak speak life into me that no one else would probably hear. All those all those people play a role in, in, in really creating some real strong imprints on my brain uh, to really help me develop this undeveloped teenage brain that I had um, to, to develop and really make it through uh, a life um, or, or or just you know live life to to, uh, to the fullest. Um, you know, with, without uh, being certain, with being overwhelmed with all the distractions of, uh, of, of crime and and the many the many things that teenagers can get themselves involved in, uh, they can really turn their life uh, in a different direction. Now, I know um, you're a parent. I'm a parent, and I love this idea of people outside of the family being influential in my kids' lives. The flip side of that is I feel like there's a lot of fear these days just from things that have come out about, you know, the negative influence or the negative um, interactions between people outside of a family. I mean, there's negative actions inside the family, outside the family. But what would you say about that? That I, I feel like I let fear sometimes stop me from letting people in until way down the line. And even then I'm watch, watching, you know what I mean? And so what would you say to that? I feel like I'm not the only one that has that sort of fearful perspective on this sometimes. Not, not at all. And that's a very strong question because uh, as, a, as a parent, we, we have an obligation to protect our children. Um, yes, protect them physically and make sure they have all the needs, the needs, but also protect what, what they, you know, what goes on, goes on, you know, and puts it on the brain. Uh, so you're, you're right. Um, it, it's, a, it, it, it's fearful. It, it, it's concerning. Also, something very necessary. Mm. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a, the the other voice it, it doesn't say many times things that are different than you say. They just say it in a different way. Uh, people people come to me often about mentoring their children, or uh, hey, will you speak to my son? Uh, he's, he's playing this sport, but he needs to work on his grades. Um, we we tell them all the time that grades matter, but. They, they know, the parent knows that it's a different voice if I say it's one. Right. Right? And it's also a, 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 a different influence when you have somebody who's maybe played at a certain level that a, a kid will see. Uh, they, you know, kids don't think their parents know anything. So at, at, the, at the end of the day, it, it's really important to um, let other people speak into their kids. Like, but you are correct. There are so many influences, particularly with, with social media, with uh, a, a lot of the Internet, there's a lot of information and a lot of ways that, that kids can be influenced. But um, you know, I, you know, there, there are things I, I stick to, and my, my, my thing, you know, in life, and, and what I'm really working to try to do is is to love God, is to love my family, is to love others, and to love America. And you know, that that really means um, permeates in, in my in my mind when I'm thinking about you know. My, my child is who's going to influence my child, what's going to influence my child. And every family has to have some type of belief system in what they believe in. A family has to have that core, and then the other voices are just added to it. But the family is the nucleus. Uh, the family ha- should have the first say, but the family should also should be open to, to, to having different people at the dinner table. Okay, that's good. I need to I need to work on that. I mean, I, I my kids interact with other people, of course, but I, I do think I hesitate sometimes with letting people inside of that system just out of out of fear. And I think I could do better of 
you know, it's like sometimes it's just that worthwhile risk, you know? I mean, it's a it's a thoughtful risk. It's not even, I don't know. You know, I guess, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just I, sort of... I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying, and, and, and maybe this will help. You know, I don't know if you want to record this or not, but, I, but maybe this, this will help. I, you know, my kids, I have three kids. Two of my kids will eat anything that I put in front of them. And one of them won't. And the kids have their own brain, right? And they, they, you know, they, they, you know, they have their own preferences. They have different fingerprints. I understand that. But behavior is everything. So with, with my children, what I try to do is I at least try to get them to at least try the food that we put in front of them, right? At least try it. And if they don't like it, they don't have to try it anymore. Well, two of them have taken to it. They usually eat anything we put in front of them. Well, we have people that come over, really good friends of ours who have children who won't eat anything. They chicken, chicken nuggets, and they'll eat macaroni and cheese and some crackers. <laughs> and they're like, and, and, and that's it. And, and the parents, we know the parents, we've been doing them forever. And they, they come over and they're like, I don't understand my kids won't eat anything or whatever. And, and then, and then we, we bring out the dinner and we have, we have a, a selection of salmon and we have a selection of uh, chicken and, and, and beef. And, uh, you know, the parents won't try the salmon. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the parents, the parents don't eat the salmon. Right. And, and, and I asked, and I said, have you ever had salmon? No, 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 no. I, I, I don't really, I don't like how fish looks. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, so if we're that way with human interaction, right. our children need to see us uncomfortable. Our children need to see us uh, in, in a space that that's uncommon for them. Um, you know, if everybody looks the same, speaks the same, uh, who comes to your comes to our dinner tables, then our children will do the same when they leave when they leave home and they mm-hmm. and they leave our house. No, I love that. I think that's a great analogy. I, I like that comparison a lot, and I think that's the thing. Like just sort of extending myself to bring people in, into our yeah. circle. Um, that's great. What one question I had for you, I know you have been helping people who are athletes, right? About what is, what is the role of sports and what is sports not about? And I know you've kind of lived in both worlds that, you know, where you sports was sort of a priority in your life. And then, I mean, I know now you're a professor, you know, and those are kind of different worlds or maybe they're not, I don't know. Um, I've never been either. So, um, (laughs) but I'm just wondering, like, what would you say to parents who, you know, like people can get so crazed about sports or what would you say about like the role that sports play and then the role that it doesn't play? Like, where are we kind of missing the mark on what, what the usefulness is? Yeah, but that's, oh my goodness, you're asking really, really good questions. And, um, you know, I, 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 I happen to live in, a, in an area uh, here, right here in Central Texas, the Austin area right here in Lakeway, where it is a pressure cooker for sports performance and academic performance in this in this area. It is a pressure cooker. There's a reason why these schools, um, like Travis High School and Westlake High School and different schools, Vandergrift High School, that are around, that are ranked, or even Dripping Springs, that are ranked really high uh, when it comes to academics and when it comes to sports. Um, the sports piece of it is it, really interesting to me. Uh, I I have a I have an issue with as an athlete with um, someone when they tell me they never lost the game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or or they or they they never lost the game or 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 they or or a person who's made straight A's their whole life in school and has never struggled uh, at all because we are we, we are 
overcome the different challenges. So when I talk to parents, it's not all about winning. It's not all about winning. It's how we define winning. And if we if we if we're defining winning by whether a, a score of a, of a game um, matches our um, you know our happiness or, or our joy or our satisfaction, uh, then we're missing the mark because there are a ton of lessons to learn in sports that really prepare you for life. Because when when it, when, when sports is over, um, you're going to be hired by a company or or you're going to do something, and you're not you're not going to be the best at it from the, from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you have to be able to overcome obstacles, and that's what sports pro- provide. It, it, sports provide controlled adversity, controlled adversity, and, and it's, it's a way to really groom and train our kids uh, to, to be prepared to deal with life as it comes. I love that. I, I couldn't agree more, but what's interesting is, though, even, even though I um, sort of intellectually agree, Sometimes I still get caught up, you know, and it, I think it's so important to be aware of the circles you're keeping and the influences you're getting from other parents, from your community, from your environment, because I can sit here and talk to you and say, yes, I agree. And it's, you know, the lessons that we're learning. And then sometimes you can just get into this, um, I don't know, cycle of just not not actually living that way, if that makes any sense. It, it, it makes all the sense in the world. I'm not. I'm not talking at you. I'm talking with you. Oh no, I agree. I agree. I'm just. I'm. I'm yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I'm. I'm. That. That's the. Yeah. I. I. I you know. It, I'm a. I'm an extremely, uh, probably more introverted, um, competitive person. You know, most competitive people there are. That's something I have to continue. Uh, to taper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something I have to continue to assess uh, as a as a character defect or a character. You know. Plus, mm. in my in, in my own life, mm. and it's really about it's really about the balance. It, 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 and we, what I have to assess is each of my children are different. Um, my middle child, the, the three year old, I never have to coax to do anything. She will. She, I, I have. We don't have a problem with Tate, our Tatum Bell uh, because we we got a good feeling. She's going to pick whatever she what avenue she wants to go, and we're just going to step back and let it happen. My son, on the other hand, he, he's a beautiful six year old. A smart kid, a sweet kid. He, on the other hand, we have to make sure that we stay on him all the time to, just to put his shoes back in the room. Right, right. <laughs> so, 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 you know, everybody, everybody's different. He has a competitive spirit, but it's in a different way, right? And, and, um, and so we have to be, I have to, he, he hates to lose. He thinks that every, you're supposed to win every single thing, and that's not true. My middle child, Tatum, if something happens that doesn't go right, she just finds a different way to do it. Right. Yeah. My daughter, I was trying to get her to do sports, and she's like, why can't we just share the ball? I don't really get it. And I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> 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 um, no, I agree with that. And what's interesting to me as as the parenting journey progresses is what I learn about myself through my kids oh, and yeah. things that happen and why am I so upset about that or why... Why does that get my like claws out or why does that get me angry? And I mean, that's the growth opportunity for us as adults is, you know, going through this with our kids and they're such good teachers, you know, for, for what our own reactions are. One of the things that I love about sports and the opportunity for sports, not in all instances, but just this idea of being around different people and sort of 
getting to know people outside of your own situation. Did you find that that you're more connected to people as a result of being in that more diverse environment? Did that help open up your world? That, that, that question is a question I've been, I'm, I'm always waiting for people to ask. Um, and, and I don't get this question very, very often. When you, but when you look at the, um, just where our, our country is as a whole, as it relates to certain issues related to acceptance, tolerance, or even uh, racial issues. One thing that I can guarantee you is that every athlete, when their career is over, particularly that I, what I understand, ball players, and for sure, football players for sure, is there's a, a there's a either a heavy depression or slight depression mm. of being integrated back into society. Because what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room, but what happens in the locker room is so, it, it, I mean, it, 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 it's such a, um, a amazing experience to be amongst your your brotherhood, right? And, and with women's sisterhood in a place where some people come from black backgrounds like mine and some people's mothers and dads are doctors. But yet we're able to not, not just coexist, but to merge together. Um, for, for, for a cause and then live together for a cause and, and, and you know the accountability for one another is it, it, just outstanding it, it's unbelievable and I've never experienced that in, in any other thing so when you talk about diversity it's a forced diversity for, for to play a sport right and to maybe go to university or to be drafted going to a team to play in the NFL but at the end of the day the lifelong relationships you build truly help you recognize true diversity and true inclusion. You know, we, we talk about diversity and inclusion. Well, diversity, uh, while it sits alone, will cause some disruption. Mm. But when when you but when you're on a team, inclusion is something that doesn't have to be talked about because when I have a barbecue, everybody's invited to the barbecue. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I do. So, it, it, yeah, it's a, and it's a, it's, you know, it's, it, it's a, we deal with a, a different set of um, feelings when, when we leave, leave that locker room and you go back into to, to society and you're like, wow, that really matters. Mm. <laughs> that really matters. Right. And then you have to, you know, you, you have to integrate yourself back into what's taking place and then use what you learn to hopefully get into a leadership position to where you can truly make a difference. And what are there any threads within that sports environment that you think? could translate over to daily life? Like less, uh, do you know what I mean? Like if there's anything we could take from that unique experience and bring into the world, like what, is is it possible? What What do you think? I, 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 I really do. And, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on a radio show with um, uh, Craig Flowers uh, on 104.9 on Saturday mornings here in the Austin area uh, as a co-host. And he, he, has, he has come up with some amazing uh, leadership uh, pillars that, that I have just taken hold to and expanded on. It's really interesting you, you're, you're talking about this. And the first thing we have to think about, to be honest with you, is community. Mm-hmm. We have to think about what it mean, what, what community actually means. And he, he uses um, these three words to really talk about leadership. But, but I think these three words that really talk about all that, all that we're talking about, whether it's family, whether it's team, uh, whether it's you work in an organization, and, and then we, we, us and our. When we, when we start taking I out of everything and we start uh, saying things like we, which means to, to, to give reason to, 
is something that has, has been a staple in, in my in, in my spirit. Um, you know, having this great relationship with Colonel Carter Craig Flowers because it has helped me expand on how to better serve my community by doing things like this podcast, mm. by, by by doing things like speaking um, to, to the uh, Hill Country Indoor Facility or speaking at Southwestern University to the football team in Georgetown. The We Us an Hour piece has really helped me to to really hone in on what community really means. And, you know, with we meaning uh, having a reason with us, uh, bringing us together, and then the hour, us, us all owning it, right? Right. And ownership. I love that. When it reminds me of the one, one of the things we had spoken about before about that, are you available? You know, like that on, on, on the different levels. Can you talk a little bit about what that, that means to you? Yes. Yes. So, so I'm, I'm also an ordained minister and um, I'm, I'm always on this, this quest of, of study and, and, and search for, for meaning of life and, you know, to, to really help and, and do, I do some pastoral care and, and counseling and, and with people who are facing some really tough issues. And one thing in, in my prayer and in, in, in my in my study, in my meditation, I, my goal is to, I always ask myself, okay, this, are you available? And, you know, I, and, and what I, what are you available means, it takes me back to what I talked about earlier. Um, to, uh, do I love God with all my heart? Do I love my family with all my heart? And uh, how am I, how do I see others? Mm-hmm. And do I love my country? And, and, you know, being available means, really means to, to, to be self-aware. Am I self, self-aware enough to know that what, what I'm facing today uh, may be minimal to the person that I make eye contact with at the coffee shop? Am I available? Um, am I available means to have intent. I have to be intentional about telling my girls and my wife that they're beautiful. I have to be intent, intentional about, about telling my, my son that, he, that, he's, that he's handsome and smart. Uh, that, that he's going to have a good day and that this, this day, just because he had a bad day yesterday doesn't mean that today's going to be bad. Um, you know, I have to be available. And if I'm not available, then I don't have anything to give. When you talk about loving your country, this is just what I'm thinking. With all the things that are going on right now, I'm not trying to suggest you shouldn't. But like, how do you, like when you when you see things that frustrate you or you hear things that aren't ideal, what is your sort of mental reframe that helps you get back to that place of loving your country and kind of being back on board for our, how do you do that? Yeah, for, for, I need advice. As a man of color, first of all, it, it, it's, it's really important for me. I do recognize uh, differences, right? Mm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm six foot five and a half. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 300 pounds. When I walk into a coffee shop in Lakeway, I know that people know this. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and a lot of it has to do with my my mere size, and then not, you know, and then you have to look at that this is a black male, right, mm-hmm. who's walking in in this community. It and, and it's not that the stairs are bad; it's that that they, that they happen. Right. So uh, for, for me, I have to start with myself as as a man of faith. It, it, my my number one the understanding I, I I get from it is that. It is not your job to love or like anything about me. It is my job to find out what I love and like about you. Mm. Okay? So so if I'm doing that, then I'm looking at the parameters of what grace, of defining grace, right? And that's how I that's how I look at it when I look at my country. I'm looking at ways to find grace, to, to, to be graceful. And I start from that perspective. It doesn't mean that I don't point out things that I that I dislike. Well, if 
Right. That's what you do. You, you, you go you go vote. We have freedom. Uh, you write an article. You can do a lot of things if you if, if you don't like if you don't like certain things. But from a human uh, interaction standpoint with other Americans on a daily basis, my first focus is where can I fit in grace. Mm-hmm. Which means if a person doesn't like me for the for, for just the skin that God has painted on me, where do I find grace? Mm-hmm. And if that's not up to the person that I'm looking at. It's up to me. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I looked at it from the from from from, from a lens of, of grace. I, I, that, that's it. That I, that's the only place I can find that is that that gives safety um, and, and really that will offer some type of change. Right. No, I love that. I mean, and I can feel it as you talk. You know what I mean? Like I can sense that that's actually what you do because you can talk about that. But if you kind of, you know, like it's not always in daily actions or just how you live your life. Um, so the brain, so the brain is as a muscle, right? Yes. Right. If we talk about if we talk about the God science, we said, well, let's talk about that. The brain, the brain is as a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? And if we don't, if we don't practice certain behaviors, and if you don't if you're not intentional about, um, if, you, if I'm not intentional about working out, then I, I'm not going to ever get it, gain any gains. If I'm not intentional about what I put in my mouth, then I'm not going to make any gains. If I'm not intentional about making eye contact and showing grace, it'll never happen. Mm. It'll never happen. So it's really, it, it's really about producing and, and developing the, the, the muscles of compassion and the muscles of grace. I love that. I love that. What? So I. It sounds like you're very. Um, active in your community and in all these different places. How does, how do you see your family life, the people in your home helping support what you do as the person that's out there? Is your wife as active in, in the public sphere or is she more of like the holder together of the home front? My, my, my wife is definitely the pillar and the rock of our family. Yeah. There is no, no, no question. She, 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 my, my wife is a, is a professional. She's a, she's a mid-level practitioner at Austin Gastro. So she, she sees 40, 50, 60 patients a day sometimes, um, you know, uh, at, at, at Austin Gastro. Um, and, and, and really, she has to get to her, her, her clients. These, some of these people are facing some really tough issues. But she's a mother of three, right? And, she, and, she, and she's a wife. Um, so, so my wife it really supports what I do. She believes in um, on the, in, in my cause, she believes in, in what I stand for uh, related to this we, us, and our. And the we, us, and our is not just about our biological family. Mm. <laughs> it's a, you know, it, 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 the, the we, us, and our is about community. It's about family. It's about uh, our faith. It's about a, it's about a, a, our, our, our America, right? It, it, it's a we, us, and our for me is it, it, about you know everything. Um, so. You know, she she is definitely she understands who I am, and I and everything that I share with you, I share with her. So she knows exactly where I stand, and then I, I listen to her because um, she's extremely smart. She's smarter than me. Mm. So, uh, she <laughs> she may not say very much, but uh, when, when she does say something, uh, we all listen. Yes, that's awesome. Well, I always love to ask about the the people within the family because you know it just doesn't it, it doesn't just happen on its own. It happens as a as a system. Um, this is kind of off topic, but it's something that since I have you, I want to ask. So my son loves playing football. This is like not, you know, deep or philosophical, but I still worry about the brain injury stuff. What do you say to parents that sure. say that to you? Yes, that, that, that's something that's really, um, I, I get that. I, 
probably get that question every day. Oh, really? Okay. Then I'm not alone. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, this is, no, 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 no. You're, you're not alone at all. And it's something we, we should pay attention to because it's come, it's definitely comes to the forefront. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, will you let your kid play football? And your, your son play football? And I, I, I tell them, I, and my, my response to them is, what if he's better than me? Mm. <laughs> and, you know, and we, we don't know that yet. Right. But, but, but this is what, this is what I know about my, about my journey. All I have is my journey, right? Well, I didn't play football to the 10th grade of high school. Think about it. So, where you, you're talking about, and I think about the area in which we live in, I see kids banging, banging heads at, at six, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten days. You know, luckily we've moved to this flag football there, which is really, has been really good. Um, but we're putting kids in, 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 in a contact sport, but we haven't even taught them how to run in a straight line. Right. If, if I were, if, if I had a football league, the first thing I would do is I would say, hey, if you can run for for 100 yards between these two small, narrow lines and back, full speed, then I will let you play. Mm. But I guarantee you that half of the kids wouldn't be able to run on that line. Right. <laughs> so, so, so it's, they haven't been able to. So we're, we're putting them in a sport without them being able to protect themselves because they haven't developed yet. Got so it. for me, uh, yeah, I, I think football offers a, a lot more than just, um, you know, a, a, a lot more than, than, than just a, a, a contact sport. Uh, it offers mental toughness. It offers a, a camaraderie uh, that's, that, that's bar none. Just what I spoke to you about related to diversity and inclusion and what that means. Okay. Um, it, it, it's much deeper. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. My um, my one son loves it. And I was like, he, he plays flag football and he's been begging to do tackle. And I'm like, but people are going to like hit you. He's like, mom, I love to get hit. <laughs> like, I just, it's so outside of my, like, don't, I don't even want somebody to touch me. Like, don't hit me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think my, and my other son, I think might be like me because he's been playing. But if anybody gets too close to him and flag, he's like, did you see what they did to me? I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, I just love talking to you. Is there anything that you were hoping that I would ask you about or that we didn't really cover? I mean, I feel like you have so much, your your life is in so many different directions. Um, I don't know that I've covered it all, but is there something you really were hoping you'd be able to talk about? No, no, I think, uh, you know, I, I, this is the deal. I think you, you and I are in the same vein um, related to, you know, the things we care about related to family and the importance, even the the things to talk about related to community and how things work. Um, if there's one thing, the last thing I will talk about, something I've been writing about and really thinking about a lot is we have to change um, our perspective on how our kids leave our home. Right. Right? And um, I, 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 I pray a lot about it and the best thing I can come up with is I have to continue to ask myself, what am I gifting society with? Mm. That's what good. am I getting society with? So, so, so when I talk about the dinner table things we talked about in the beginning, well, if I don't, if I don't allow my kids certain experiences with different people, or I don't, I don't invite the Indian couple in the corner over to dinner, or we don't go over and, and learn more about their about their culture, then what am I? Who am I getting society with? Mm. What I'm, well, what I'm getting society with is, is a person who may be very smart, very bright, with a bunch of talented gifts who may be put into a leadership position, but once they start hiring hiring people, will only hire people that look like and act like them. 
Yeah. So that's what. I, so so I have to. I, I'm, I'm reshaping how I. So I've grown up, you know, like everyone else. I, I have to reshape how I how I think and change and change the shape of that in order to really uh, assess what I am gifting to society with my children. That's great. I love that. I've been thinking more about that too, and I feel like you've come to it early in your parenting journey. Your kids are. I mean, my kids are not super old, but I, I think it's taken me some time to sort of realize, um, and I still have wor- work to do, you know, um, just in, in opening up doors to, to new experiences. Um, because I think just as a new parent, like I was saying before, so much can be fear-based, you know, like, oh my gosh, we didn't do this or we didn't do that. Or, everybody's playing this board and everybody's playing that. I, I know I got caught up in some of that. And I'm really trying to sort of uh, take a step back and reassess, like you said. Um, so I appreciate that. I think that's well, very want, right you on. Just want the best for you. Yeah, you just want the best for your children. Right. Uh, and, you know, that, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. We want the best for our children. I don't want anybody to, to listen to this and think that I don't want the best for my child. But I also, the, the best for my child, the best for me is not necessarily the best for my child. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, I'm on this constant journey of, of, of checking myself to make sure that I'm not, that I'm not placing myself completely, in, you know, in, in that, uh, because that, because my, my, my son has his own thing in that. He has his own makeup. My, my children have their own makeup and they need to, they need to go off and, and, um, you know, give society with something that, that I'm not able to give society with. Right. So I did an uh, earlier. I did an earlier podcast, I'll send it to you, about, um, it was this researcher at Stanford who, um, her book is called Challenge Success, and it's just all about how, um, taking a step back, what is success? You know, challenge the idea of like, oh, that's a successful person, or that's a successful school, well, based on what? What's the measurement that you're using? And I love that, because it's just, yeah, we'll challenge that. What is What, what do you mean by that? Tell me more, you know? And, and I keep using that in my own brain to sort of take a step back and reassess how I'm measuring things. Um, so oh, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Because I've, I've, I've done some, uh, some talks, uh, on, uh, on success versus significance. Mm. And you know, that that's how I define, uh, success. I'm a, re- I'm a researcher. So I, uh, you, I mean, you can actually you can go online and, and look at my research on depression, on quantifying depression, um, in, in my dissertation. And it's, um, I'm 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 a I'm a, I'm a, a quantitative person. Mm-hmm. I'm a qualitative. I have a qualitative heart and spirit, but I'm really quantitative. Right? I I, I want to know where 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 we where, where we start, where we finish, where we need to grow, how we you know decreased or increased. Uh, so you know, it's it, it's really important for 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 us to be able to quantify that. And I, the only way I can come up with success in, in that way to merge the Kind of the, the method is so we have success. Okay, we can quantify and measure it, but what's the significance behind your success? Mm. Right? You, if, if we're, you, 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 like, we go to college, we get degrees. So what's the significance of it? Right? Um, how do you how do you, how do you like, like you said? Like, and, and I'm really interested to hear this because what what is what is significant? You know mm. what is, what is significant? And it can mean a lot of different things. Right? Um, you know, you may be able to quantify it, and then and then you may be able just to just feel and know it. Right. You know, yes. um, as a as a minister, I, you know, I, I I ask myself all the time. So, what's a success, and then what's significance? You know, um, so that's great. It's interesting. So, 
my, the last question I always ask people is, um, what do you do for your own self-care to keep your own brain healthy and to keep you kind of in all of these helping activities that you're doing and extending for your community? What do you, what do you do for your self-care? Well, I mean, I, I have, a, I do have three children. <laughs> I, have, I, 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 I do have three, three children and, and, and a wife that, that all have demands, but And just right. speak from um, your perspective. That's all I'm wondering. Just yeah, you. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, from my, from my perspective, what's, yes. important, what's important to me. Right. I, 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 believe, I believe that if you don't have, particularly men and, and fathers, and, not, and, I, and I know that I'm coming at fathers and, and I'm talking to myself, uh, with, with the, the, the limited time that most of us spend with our children or, or with our families, uh, but men will hide. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm in that same vein. So for me, other men in my life who are confidants and, and, and who and who will check me when I'm when I'm out of pocket. Mm. <laughs> so my, my self care really really consists of counsel. It, it, it consists of fun. Um, I, I I may sound very serious on this podcast, but I do not take myself serious at, at all. <laughs> so you know when we talk about about self self care, I'm I'm I am all about spending time with with, with my guys and, and, and with the other men. Uh, in my church and other men here here in the community uh, to really just sit back and really uh, support the Longhorn. I love it. I So that actually seg- segues to my last question. First of all, when I moved to Austin, can we be friends? That's my first question. <laughs> so I just said, when I moved to Austin, can we be friends? And then there was dead silence. And I was like, maybe not. <laughs> Okay. 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 <laughs> it's like crickets, crickets. Um, and then my second thing is, I think you need to write a book. I, I, I am writing a book. Okay. Good. I am. Um, I think the I, world I, needs I, it. I have, two, I, have, I have two books. Well, th- thank you for that. You know what? And, and I need you if we're going to be friends to hold me accountable to that. I would if love to. I would love to, and I'll read it, and I'll ask more questions where I'm curious and yes. there's blank spots. Yes. I love it because I just think you have such a great perspective. A lot of people have experiences and a lot of people have perspective, but you have a nice combination of experience and perspective that I think just people need that. People need that encouragement and that reminder that, you know, there's different ways to do things and there's, there's experiences that bring you to new places. And I don't know, I'm not trying to write your book for you, but I'm excited to read it whenever it's ready. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it, and it's going to be called the gift. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, so it'll. Uh, it, I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited, um, and I, and I need, to, I need to just keep pushing. The problem is, I have three kids, so I, have I know. Three hours in the morning, I have to type. I know. <laughs> Coffee might have to be your friend, huh? What um, do you have a publisher yeah. for it already? I got to get some sleep. Do you, do you have a publisher? A publisher. I do not. All um, right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just putting that out there in the world. If somebody's listening to this and they're interested, <laughs> they can find you. Where can they? What's it's? Um, what's your website? It's uh, it's called BigOldSpeaks.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I have loved talking to you. And the other thing is, my friend Dana, who put me in touch with you, also thinks you need to run for um, public o- public office. So when you're done with your book, I keep hearing that. <laughs> I keep I keep hearing that so much. My my dad thinks that my dad thinks that I could be the president, 
And uh, I, he's he's so funny, you know. He's just a he's just an old guy from from, from Tennessee, but he he uh, he he wants to push me to that area so bad. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm about showing grace. And sometimes when your agenda matters <laughs> in there, so I would have to figure out a whole lot of ways right. to understand how to navigate that. Well, I think you'd be good at it, and if God wants it, it'll happen. So we'll just wait and yeah, see. Right. We'll wait and see. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You're awesome, and I love hearing about all the things you're doing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.